It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season number two. It's episode number 43. Cubs meatloaf. Not good enough. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on the socials, fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, fly the W on Facebook, or don't forget, you can email us at fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy uh, beginning of a new week. It's a Monday when you and I are sitting down doing this together, and the Cubs are back after a four and six uh, West Coast three city road trip. So, not great, but certainly not as bad as it looked like it could have gone. Uh, what's uh, the uh, how was the weekend for you overall? Overall, good, man. I'm excited. I got the bags packed, ready for uh, Myrtle Beach on Wednesday, so uh, that'll be fun. Make sure everyone's following because I'll have tons of content from down there. But uh, like you said, four and six is not a bad West Coast road trip. But there was this quote that Jed Hoyer put out there. I thought it was interesting. He said, "Quote: I'd find it hard to two out of three way our way to a really good place. We're going to have a bunch. We're going to have to win a bunch of games in a row." And I think that quote is really important because you know we talked. The last title of our show was "Cubs are ten games under." Well, they're nine games under. Two out of three ain't going to cut it anymore. They have to go on a streak. And again, that doesn't mean that. The Cubs are, you know what I mean? Like the season's going to end in a month, but Jed's got to make decisions, right? And so David Ross kind of countered that, said, well, that's more of a 30,000-foot view maybe from the front office would take. I'm focused on winning every day. If it turns into 15 in a row, great. I don't get into a series thinking. I'm happy if we take two out of three, and I'm not if we don't sweep. So I get, I get what he's saying, but this is a team that has to go on a run if they want to get back into this thing, if they want to be considered buyers and not sellers and they're running out of time. So yeah, you know, two out of three, most of the time you'll always take that. But when you're, when you're nine games under 500 with a bunch of teams in front of you, you don't have the luxury of kind of just taking your time doing two out of three, two out of three. You have to show Jed that this team can compete and it's worthwhile to start looking at either giving out some extensions or adding players. Well, two out of three would be, okay over the next nine games but in six of those nine games coming up Crowley they've got the Pirates the first place Pittsburgh Pirates three at Wrigley then the Orioles come in and then the Cubs go to Pittsburgh so if you could get on a little bit of a run like Jed Hoyer is calling for you could really make a dent in that first place Pirates lead right now absolutely it starts with this week listen they are back home it's been a long time coming they get a day off today, and then they got three night games in a row against the Pirates at Wrigley Field. You know what? 
sweep the Pirates, and now we're talking. Right, and 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 uh, but here's the trouble: is they're having trouble sweeping teams, as we saw in San Francisco. Correct? Right. Uh, you know, two out of three ain't bad. I was saying, just please don't get swept. Um, looked like the Cubs were on their way. So let's get into it, Crowley. Let's get into the uh, the three game series against the Giants. Friday night was game one, and uh, Marcus Stroman, who's uh, not only throwing well but had a lot to say, started in this one. Yep, and what can you say about Stroman other than he's done it again? 12th quality start and his fifth straight win, 6.2 innings. Gave up two runs, four walks, and five Ks. His ground ball, the fly ball rate was 13 ground balls and no flyouts. I mean, that's just incredible. All the balls are either he's either striking people out or they're ground balls. I mean, just phenomenal. Only trouble he got in was in the third one with two outs. He walked Lamont Wade Jr. He gave up a single to uh, Jock Peterson. And then Tyro Estrada doubled to give the Giants a one nothing lead. Estrada had a great series, as did former Cub Jock Peterson. He was cruising until the bottom of the seventh when he gave out a one-out double to Brandon Crawford. He got Lamont Wade to ground out to advance the runner to third. That was the end of the night for Stroh. And then Mark Leiter was the first out of the pen. He gave up a cheap roller to Jock that, you know, you were just trying to blow to the foul area, hit a pebble or something, scored a run, got the final out, and Leiter finished the eighth, and Albert closed it out for the ninth. Uh, we, we talked about how much we have enjoyed watching Albert. That was his fifth straight outing without giving, out a, giving up a run, and he hasn't allowed an earned run in 11 out of his 12 outings. So, yeah, I, mean, I like him. I like him in the in the high leverage situation right now, Crowley. That, that's who I want. I, I want Albert Alzale in all eighth, ninth inning, high leverage situations. I mean, this was, this was a perfect setup. He had Stroman going pretty much, you know, all the way into the seventh, you know, he lighter's going to come in and, and he's going to get the, he's going to pitch the eighth and then Albert closes out in the ninth. That is how you draw it up. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of pitchers don't get all the way uh, into the late into the seventh inning. So, you know, from a pitching standpoint, great job. It was another one of those, offensively, it wasn't that great. It was another one of those head-scratching lineups from David Ross. I, I mean, when this came out, I'm just looking. Magical leading off, then Talkman, Suzuki, Hap, Swanson, Mervis, Wisdom, Morell, and Barnhart. So uh, a lot of mixing around, and it just really, uh, offense continued to sputter. They had two hits and three walks through the first six innings. Two of the walks came in the top of the first, a leadoff walk to Magical, and then in a bizarre play, Magical attempts to steal second on a 3-2 count to Suzuki. Suzuki draws the walk, but because Magical popped off the base and Thyro Estrada kept the tag on, Magical was called out after Gabe Kapler called for a replay. It's one of those things about baseball. I've never seen that in my entire life. Yeah, sometimes you, you watch enough and you'll see something you never thought possible. Um I was glad to see Madrigal back up, and I guess so was David Ross because he starts all three games of this series. So that's also something that's interesting and makes you go, hmm. Right. And then so we get to the top of the seventh, sail it off with a single, half walks. Swanson would fly out, and Mervis was hit by a pitch to load the bases. We talked uh, on our previous podcast about how the Cubs had the fourth worst average with the bases loaded. But Nico, who didn't start the game, singled up the middle, scoring Suzuki and Hap to give the Cubs a 2-1 to lead. Christopher Morrell would then walk. And then Tucker Barnhart, who hadn't had a hit since May 13th, singled to score Mervis. And that run ended up being the difference of the game. But again, the Cubs had three runs on seven hits, eight total bases. They left six men on base, went two for eight with runners in scoring position. Saya had a big day reaching base all four times with a double, two singles, and a walk. 
And Nico, who came into the game to pinch it for Wisdom in the seventh, was two for two. But in general, when you look at that, I mean, that five out of your hits came from those two guys, right? Uh, five yeah, of the just, seven hits. Just, just for the record, based on what you just shared with everybody, Tucker Barnhart, May 13th. Today is June the 12th. Right. So it's like first hit in a month. So, you know, you just can't have two guys accounting for pretty much all of your hits. It's just, you know, again, you know, Roman did a great job. Any kind of a, you won't go any kind of a winning streak with that happening. No, you will not. No. Game number two, Crowley. Kyle Hendricks versus John Brebbia. The Cubs win this one for nothing. Another weird lineup offensively, and the Cubs only had five hits, but the young guys came through. Christopher Morrell and Matt Mervis had big games. Mervis had his first hit of the game on the top of the third with a 420-foot bomb that bounced into McCovey's Cove. Christopher Morrell broke out of his 0-for-22 slump when he homered in the top of the fourth to make it 2 to nothing. And then in the top of the fifth, Morrell added two more RBIs with a big two-out single to give the Cubs a 4 nothing lead. But the offense, as bad as it was, that wasn't the story. The story no, of no, the no, game no. was the professor, Kyle Hendricks, and just his four-start back coming off the IL. He pitched an absolute masterpiece. He was rolling. He had a no-hitter going into the eighth inning on only 81 pitches. And I'm watching this, you know, and I'm texting people, turn on your TV, turn on. He, it only took him three pitches to get Michael Comforto to ground out, one pitch to get Mike Yastrzemski, Mike Yastrzemski to ground out, and so you're at seven and two third innings of no hit ball, but Mitch Herringer had an eight pitch at bat and finally a double off left center wall to break up the no hit bid. That was the longest no hit bid by any pitcher in MLB this season. Uh, Hendricks would finish up the eighth inning. Julian Merriweather would picked up the ninth, but that was eight innings pitch. He gave up one hit, one walk, three Ks. It wouldn't have gotten that close to a no hitter if it wasn't for a great catch on Mike, by Mike Talkman, who robbed Brandon Crawford in the third, probably the best catch I've seen this um, season so far for the Cubs. Oh, it's the highlight. It's the highlight for the Cubs for sure, if not all of Major League Baseball. That was spectacular. And then it was interesting because this was the first time that Kyle used the pitch comm system, and he was calling his own game, but he was working with Miguel Amaya, and they talked about some things. Uh, Kyle really praised Miguel Amaya. He is the first Cubs rookie in his debut season to catch a one-hitter since Steve Lake caught Chuck Rainey August 24th, 1983, long, long ago. What did you think of the the hit that went off the wall? I saw on social media quite a few people had an issue with Ian Happ not trying hard enough, asking him to jump. He did look a little... um, rough when the ball came off the wall but did you think that was a ball that ian Happ should have been in a position to catch it looked like the exit velo on that thing was really yeah. high i think the exit velo was way too much i don't i mean no i don't think i, I think that's a really hard catch to make it wasn't like one no i, I never thought that that was going to be a ball that it was caught and i think uh hendrick said he thought that was, the ball was out okay. so i mean i just wanted to ask you i want to get your yeah. opinion i thought it was worth uh It was worth bringing up. And uh, yeah, I agree. It really interesting that uh, Hendricks calling his own game. And I wonder since he had that kind of success with it, if it's something that, you know, Tommy Hadovy and David Ross will be okay with him doing yet again, even if Gomes is back there or if Barnhart was back there. I I think they're going to continue with Amaya with him. I really think that that's a good combination because I think that Amaya can learn a lot from Hendricks. So I, I hope to see the two of them together some more. All right, so Cubs take the first two of three, and then on Sunday afternoon, Hayden Wisniewski's on the mound. Cubs looking for the sweep. 
Yep, Wesniski versus John Brebbia. And you're going to be asking yourself, Crowley, didn't you just say John Brebbia started game two? Yes, as an opener, and he started game three as well. The Again, previous something time- I don't know that we've ever seen, Crowley, right? I, have we ever seen this? I, I know we've got a stack coming up, but my gosh. I have not because I was not alive last time it happened. The previous time it happened, the Cubs faced the same pitcher in consecutive games on consecutive days. Jack Sanford of the Giants started against the Cubs August 2nd and August 3rd, 1963. So, again, for the record, record, I wasn't around then either, Crowley. (laughs) The good news, Cubs won the first series against San Francisco in 10 years. 10 years. But the bad news, they couldn't complete the sweep as they played just a god-awful game. And Dustin, our friend, Full Count Tommy, he's been on the show before. He put this tweet up earlier. The Cubs are now... Four insert 16 in the planned final series of a game. So, and that's one in six after winning the first two games of the series. So, I mean, just absolutely awful on the final game of the series. And I, I don't think that, that, you know, I'm trying to think back if, if, you know, David Ross is putting, it's not like clearly putting in getaway day lineups, but I do not, that, that seems something funky. I don't know what it is, but, but that's weird. Yep. It's a, that's a funky one. No doubt about it. You know, you, you figured four and 16. I mean, that's not even, you know, that's not even close. And and then that's what we talk about, about like, you know, needing to win games in a row. If you can, you can never win the final game of the series. I mean, it's, no. it's irritating. Yep. Super and, irritating. And, so, and, and then the kind of a funky lineup again. Right. Um, and then deciding to rest guys. Cause they were getting today off as well. Trying to get guys off their feet, all that stuff. Yeah, everything was a disaster. Pitching starter Hayden Wisniewski hit the first battery face, then gave up a two-run homer to former Jock Peterson to put the Giants up 2-0. Hayden got the second inning uh, without any damage, but then another two-home run homer to Jock in the in the third. That made it 4-0. Wisniewski allowed the first two base runners in the fourth before being pulled, and then it just got worse from there. The bullpen was a complete disaster. <laughs> Fulmer gave up one run that was charged to Wisniewski. Brandon Hughes came on and gave three runs on three hits and couldn't get out of the inning. Rucker finished it up. Jeremiah Estrada gave up two runs. And Jeremiah uh, and Javier Assad gave up three runs on five hits and one walk. The I'm bullpen, really upset with I'm really, I'm really disappointed the last couple of times we've seen Assad. Absolutely. And in the bullpen in general, its ERA is now 473 and its whips 141. That is both third worst in the league. The, the Cubs pitching gave up 13 runs on 15 hits, four of them home runs, two of them to Jock Peterson. Let's talk offense. Think it's any better? No. They scored three runs on seven hits, three walks. The Giants committed, Dustin, four errors. And I'm telling you, they were sloppy errors. It wasn't like a bad, you know, scorer's call on this. Balls off the glove, throwing balls away. The Cubs went 0 for 15 with runners in scoring position. They left 11 men on base. The Giants were trying to let them come back, and, and they couldn't. And to add insult to injury, the Cubs let veteran infielder Brandon Crawford pitch to the Cubs in the ninth, and they couldn't score a run off him. I think he'd only needed 20 pitches to get through the inning, Crowley. 20 pitches. That's also I mean, embarrassing. That that's basically rubbing the Cubs' nose in it, and I, oh, it's you know exactly what? what it is. And you know what? Good. I'm glad that I'm glad that happened. And I'm glad it happened because the I hope they take in umbrage and insult to that and start to really you know they need to do better. But but 
it's hard to, you know, for the offense to get fired up when the bullpen was just so awful. And this has just been something we've talked about. I mean, obviously the offense, we've talked about their inability to hit for power, hit with runners in scoring position. But this bullpen's been a disaster. If you take a look at the free agents that they signed, Dustin, Julian Merriweather, better of late, 362 ERA. But they signed Brad Boxberger, 552 ERA, and he's injured. Michael Fulmer signed him, 593 bad. The guys that came back from last season, Michael Rucker, 497. Only one lefty in the pen, and he's been god-awful. Brandon Hughes at the 724 ERA. Those multi-inning options we were so excited about, Keegan Thompson, 422 in AAA right now. Javier Assad, 561. And the young prospects that they've called up, Jeremiah Estrada, 675, and Nick Birdie, 9. I mean, these you're literally talking about your whole bullpen other than Merriweather, Leiter, and Alzali have an ERA of five or above. No, that's bad. That's real bad, Crowley. <laughs> so, real I mean, bad. it's it's you combine that with an offense that struggles to score runs, that, that's, that's why you're nine games under 500, and they need to figure this out in a hurry. In a hurry is right.